Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Drew and David Sports Talk Show. I'm your host, David Stover, and I'm joined by Drew Kanitsky here. And we're going to talk about Chicago Bears football this evening. How's it going, Drew? Pretty good, David. Awesome, awesome. Well, Drew, let why don't we start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I grew up uh, in northern Illinois. played football for 12 years of my life. Um I played two years of collegiate football, D3, out east. So then I coached a season of prep football, and I'm really excited to talk about the Bears. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Drew comes to us with a lot of football knowledge as well as coaching knowledge, so it should be interesting to get his perspective on the 2020 Chicago Bears. Um, and I come to the table with sports writing knowledge and high school football background. Played <laughs> played freshman and sophomore high school football at Loyola Academy back in the day. Covered sports for four years in college, and I follow sports closely. So let's get it, let's get it rolling. Uh, the Chicago Bears played the New York Giants last Sunday and beat them seventeen to thirteen. And I got to say, the Bears looked pretty good in the first half. What do you think, Drew? I think they looked great uh, for four quarters, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think the the momentum kind of shifted at the end of the third quarter, heading into the fourth. But I really think Coach Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears did a great job of play calling, especially on the first drive. He kind of he did a great job of implementing both uh, pass and run, and the run was a great way to complement his pass first offense, which. With a, four, uh, a quarterback that sometimes confidence wavers, um, establishing a run early in the game can be a nice little compliment and security blanket, if you will. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, I think we were going to talk about uh, just this this offensive line play with the zone blocking. I mean, the broadcast brought it up, but it, it looks like it's working. And it kind of goes to show that a lot of the critics about this Bears run game last year kind of seems like a um, not a popular argument to make nowadays. You know, like everybody wanted them to line up and power eye and power like wing formations and just run the ball down the other team's throats. But it ended up looking pretty good when they went to the zone blocking schemes, which I was surprised to see. Me too, Drew. Me too. Uh, running back David Montgomery for the Bears had 45 yards receiving and 82 yards rushing for an increase in yards per carry from last year from 3.7 yards per carry up to 5.1. So that's a big boost to Montgomery, who came in um, and was supposed to be a cornerstone of this offense as Matt Nagy and GM Ryan Pace are high on him. No, definitely. And I think a big chunk of those yards came after he landed, like, directly on the top of his head onto the turf, which if anyone, if that's ever happened to you, <laughs> it compresses the spine. It can be one of the most like painful injuries. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, I thought he'd be out for the whole game, but then he came back in the second half and got a large chunk of his yardage, um, which you want to see that from a running back, especially at his height. You don't expect them to be, you know, those Derrick Henry tough, runners where they just power through injury but he definitely battled through something in the second half and it paid off absolutely i definitely think montgomery showed his teammates and um that he's tough and i think he would have probably had more yards had he not been taken out of the game for a short period of time i mean he's definitely tough but uh montgomery definitely played well but you know who really surprised me drew 
uh, the rookie run uh, wide receiver Darnell Mooney. What do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, you. We talked about this team before the season started, and I know you were uh, pretty high on on his stock. And I've been impressed with him. I did not think that he would be a major part of the offense being undersized. And you know, sometimes those speedy guys, especially when you put them. You know, as a rookie in the slot, you expect them to maybe just eat up a slot corner, take them out of the fit, maybe be a distraction, maybe be a, a one target a game guy. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you know, in the in the first two weeks, this is not what you would have expected out of someone with with his stat sheet. So I, I think seeing that production is really encouraging for this like Bears receiver core. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Mooney had three receptions for 36 yards and one touchdown for the Bears. He kind of complement what I think he does is he complements uh, Tariq Cohen really well and Anthony mm. Miller. That's a lot of speed on the field right there. And yeah. if Mooney's able to continue to step up and be another consistent receiver for Trubisky, I think they'll take a little bit of the load off of Allen Robinson, who is currently – disgruntled with the Bears over recent contract talks. What do you think about that, Drew? Well, well, you know, you brought up a really good point, you know. I never thought of it that way, but, you know, with Mooney's speed, he's stretching the field north and south so much where he's putting so much pressure on the the defensive backfield where, you're right, it does open up those players like Tariq Cohen who are much more of those east-west players, you know, know, they always get Tariq out in space in the flats. And it, it, people not familiar with football, that's basically from the sideline until the offensive formation, right? Like, it's out in space. And so those East-West players are really complemented with that north-south speed that Mooney kind of puts pressure on the defense. So I, I never really thought of connecting those two players. So that's a good point. Um, I, I'm sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. No, it's oh, okay. I'm pressure. following you. Oh, I'm the Allen Robinson stuff. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't, as a former, like, player in football and even, like, you know, you, you play college football at any level, you have, like, a local press. And I, I think the noise about Allen Robinson's contract negotiation, that's business. I think these guys are professionals. Um, but as a fan, you do wonder if a little bit of the noise outside of football does distract you especially when there's no fans of the games, you know, maybe it's harder to get in a rhythm. And then when it comes down to making those clutch plays, there's just so much going on that maybe you do lose focus. I don't know. Um, I I think a lot of people were disappointed. It seemed like when the bears made crucial errors, it was off targets to Allen Robinson. But you know, when you have a player that that is that critical to your offense, you're that much more likely to have those critical mistakes happen to that player. Right. Uh, So, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. It's unfortunate, but my overall take is it's business, you know, whatever's going to shake out with that is going to shake out. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, he's definitely um, trusted upon by Trubisky. And I think another thing is with the Bears signing Tariq Cohen to a three-year contract extension, I think Robinson's now like, well, what about me? I've been Trubisky's top target for the last uh, two years, and I want my my last year to – he enjoyed it. He loved Chicago before he scrubbed his uh, social media accounts of all of his Chicago Bears (laughs) mentions. But – he loves the city, and I think the Bears are on the up and up. 
And I think we're really starting to see the Bears roster to take shape in Pace's and Nagy's um, image. Uh, they really want guys that are, I think, jacks of all trades, being those gadget guys or, or guys that you can plug into a roster that can be used in multiple positions. Almost yeah. kind of like the New Orleans Saints um, quarterback slash tight end slash special teams player Taysom Hill. Uh, he's get they're going after guys that can plug in and might not. They might have they find these late round draft picks like a Mooney or uh, a Cohen or um, even an Anthony Miller, who is actually a second round draft pick. But um, it's a moot point. But uh, they're getting guys that are producing. They're fast. They stretch the field. And I think the, as long as Trubisky, if the Bears are able to establish the run and take off some of the load for Trubisky with making him throw 40 to 50 times a game, I think that will only do the Bears um, good than bad, uh, more good than bad. Oh, well, geez, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but you, know, you bring up the comparison with the Saints, and the thing about a guy like Taysom Hill, right, that's his name, Taysom Hill? Yeah, yeah. The thing about a guy like that is it's that much easier to be some X factor that everybody, it seems like every week there's a play, some gadget play that the Saints run, and it's just that much easier to execute those when you have the best wide receiver in the game and one of the top five running backs in the game right now on your offense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, but, you know, watching those games and thinking about the Bears, it's just hard to envision the offense, it, even though it looks good right now. Like a lot of the problem areas from the past two seasons, you know, we haven't even talked about Trubisky in this podcast, which maybe that says more about us and the Bears, but them, the quarterback situation, the tight ends, and the offensive line and the kicking game. Those, I think, are probably the four areas that, like, everybody wants to talk about. Now, I mean, this sounds like a total mess of an offense, but, you know, it's it's hard to envision this offense making those type of plays that you saw in like the Patriots Seahawks game, you know, where it's just two offenses firing at a very high level. It's just hard to envision the Bears going up against a real competitor right now and executing at that high level that will be demanded of them to make the playoffs this year. And I mean, that they have to prove it, right? I, we can look at these games and be encouraged, but at some point we have to be realistic, right? Correct, correct. And, I mean, the Bears are coming off of a, a very close win against a not-so-great Giants team. Um, but they were dominant on offense. They were 9 for 16 on third down, and uh, they completed all their fourth down con um, conversions. And they also dominated time of possession, almost 35 minutes of time of possession versus – 26 minutes so i mean those are positive signs that and also we got to keep the defense off the field uh, i feel like when the bears don't do well and they lose they get blown out it's when the defense is on the field too long which is really yeah. a shame because they're a world-class defense yeah and, well in th this week yeah i say that they play four great quarters because you know you game plan all week and you look at the game that the Giants had in week one where their running game got shut down. And every anytime you're coaching a team and you have a world-class player like Saquon Barkley 
and you get shut down that week, you better believe that that coach is going to make it a point to fix the running game. And so you, you got to imagine that the Bears coaching staff is going to come into this game with a game plan to shut down that running game. And yes, the offensive line is not the best for the Giants. They try to shore that up in the draft. I don't know how that's going. <laughs> they stop the game. But you got to imagine, you know, you got younger offensive line play, which, you know, it's a lot easier to run power football. You know, every team in, in the country runs power football to some extent at some point in the season, right? So it's something that's familiar for new players. You got to imagine they had it in the game plan. And then when Saquon Barkley gets injured and he goes out, it just makes it really tough on the defense to then, you know, figure out where you have to spend your your energy during the game. You know, like, you never know. Should we just stick with the game plan? Are they just going to have the backup fill in? Are they going to just start spreading it out? Are they just going to take shots and take three and outs? You never know what's going to happen, really. Um, and so I can see some of those defensive series, I can imagine that – change in the game does throw a wrench into the whole system so absolutely absolutely well the bears had ended up with two picks on sunday um and they uh got some sacks finally what did you think about that true was it two picks or was it three picks because i I, i'm still wondering about that eddie jackson uh right is it or or were you already counting that uh well, uh, you know, I mean, on the stat sheet it's two, but in maybe in reality it's probably three. But um, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll call it uh, Eddie Jackson had we'll call it uh, two for this uh, in this case. But uh, Eddie Jackson had a great game, seven tackles, uh, and your guy Roquan Roquan Smith was the leading tackler again, seven tackles oh, yeah. and one assist. So how about yeah, that? Yeah, and you know he would have led, I think, in tackles his. His, his rookie year, if he hadn't um, not been the starter from the get-go, right? if I'm not mistaken. So it seems like a return to form for his production, which I'm really excited. I mean, he is the leader on the defense right now, and I, I don't like – right now a lot of people in the Chicago media market want to make the story about how Danny Trevathan is not looking good. He's making mistakes. But, you know, you pick out one drive at the end, you know, sometimes you miss a play. But what, put that aside. I think the big thing right now is with the way that these these line, inside linebackers have progressed is you got to imagine a guy like Dan Trevathan by the end of the season is going to get his ducks in, in a row. You know, he's going to do everything he needs to do to be ready for the playoffs if they should be fortunate enough to make the playoffs. But the fact that now Danny Trevathan doesn't have to – and the coaching staff doesn't have to help develop Roquan. He's playing at a high level. It, eventually, Danny Trevathan is going to get back to that high level, and it's going to be scary. It's, they are going to be a scary good tandem, and I'm really excited about it. Me too, Drew. Me too. Well, the Bears are 2-0. They're sitting at the top of the NFC Central, or the NFC North, and you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know it's good. Life is good, and you know, the Bears, they've added some tight ends in the offseason. They added uh, former all-pro um, bowler uh, Jimmy Graham, who's worked with some of the best quarterbacks in the league, being Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and then um, who else we got there? Uh, and um, uh, and Drew Brees. The real, the and real Drew, goat? Yeah, the real goat, <laughs> Drew Brees. So my bad. 
Um, and then he's uh, he, now they got the young guy, Cole Komet, who's a Chicago area guy and a Notre Dame guy. So I think uh, Jimmy Graham, I know he only had one catch this weekend, but I definitely think him and Komet are a nice complement to the Bears offense. Um, tight end produ- um, offensive production is paramount in the Bears offense, especially for Nagy and Pace for what they want to do. And I think they, they're they forming and shaping this roster with some really solid players. And I think uh, we're starting to see that Trubisky's not only throwing to A-Rob, but he's trying to get to his tight ends more. And he's he's using his gadget plays, players more like Cohen, Mooney, and Miller. So it's all good to see. And he's making good decisions on the field. And anytime you spread the ball out to 10 or more guys, that just indicates that you're actually making your reads, not just guessing. Which I think if you're a Chicago football fan, you remember the days where it felt like Rex Grossman was just guessing who was going to be open, or it felt like Kyle Orton was basically just accepting that he's going to check it down in that forte. You know, like, you remember these days when it felt like the quarterback wasn't making reads, and even last year, you know... Everything aside, you know, you you can't argue. People wanted to come for Mitch Trubisky's decision-making on the field. This week, I think you can't deny he's making good decisions. You know, like sometimes he might not throw the ball. He might take a sack. He might rush it for negative yards. But that's better than throwing the interception. Right. And I'm very – that's very encouraging if you're a Bears fan. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I really think this Bears team could be scary if Trubisky's able to hit his third and fourth reads if the first two aren't there. And um, But there's no shame in checking down. He's got a good defense. And I think the Bears have found a, a consistent kicker. Cairo Santos is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You can't deny that it feels good not to be sweating every time the ball crosses the 35-yard line and you're wondering, are they going to go for it? Are they going to take a penalty and maybe pin him back? Are they going to kick it and this? Are they going to doink? You know, it's just nice to have some confidence there. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, so like we were saying, Drew, the Bears are 2-0. They've got the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday at in Atlanta. Who do you got and what score do you have? Uh, geez, uh, I probably, I'll probably take the Bears probably by three, and it's probably going to be about probably about twenty six, twenty three Bears. I would say. Okay. And, uh, the, the the reason I say that is, you know, this this defense has they're going up against a very good offense. It's a a balanced offense, and I would just say that for the Bears to have a good week. They need the offense to not make any mistakes and just take what the defense is giving them. What's what they're going to run into trouble with this week is when if if Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky, you know, their mouth starts watering looking at the, these this defense that the previous two teams, you know, have put up a lot of points, and they start to try and do too much. It's going to become bad really quick. That defense is going to be on the field for long drives. They're going to give up probably at least three touchdowns this week. I think you'd be foolish to think that that's unrealistic. As good as the Bears' defense is, that's what you have to expect. Football's all about just delaying, slowing down the enemy um, or the enemy team, the, op- the, the opponent. And I, I think if the, if the offense tries to do too much, it's just going to send this game out of control. 
And so, um, uh, whenever you match up with someone, you have to be realistic. You got to take what they give you. you. Every team is different. Every team matches up against every other team differently. Um, and that's just going to be very important this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what I got, Drew? I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I think the Falcons are actually going to win. Uh, they're coming off two consecutive losses in games in which they lost by 13-1, and one, most recently to the Cowboys, who came back in their most recent game. But the Falcons, as you, as you stated, they're loaded on offense. They've got Todd Gurley. They've got Matt Ryan, who's a veteran. And they've got probably arguably one of the best receivers in the game in Julio Jones. So I think the Falcons are going to come into this game hungry and keep in mind this game's at home. And I think the Falcons are going to knock off the Bears 31-17. Well, here's the counterpoint. We've seen how good Mitch Trubisky can be in the fourth quarter. And in the past decade, we've seen how bad the Falcons can be in the fourth quarter. (laughs) So have that be your X factor. Um, You never know. 28 to 3. All right. Okay. So you're calling 28 to 3, huh? Okay. Not 26 to 23? Uh, no, uh-huh. yeah. See, they are not a team to be. You can't slot at them. They, they're well coached. I think you don't have a coach like Dan Quinn keep his job if he doesn't really know what he's doing. If he doesn't have a plan, if he's not thinking on a high level. He, he just wouldn't have been able to survive as many seasons as he has, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a fair point. Right, and they're Super Bowl caliber team. Super Bowl caliber team. So we'll see. Um, but anyway, he's Drew. I'm David. We'll be doing this weekly on Tuesdays. This is our first pilot episode, and we'll continue to uh, update you on the Bears as we go throughout the season. Um, and, yeah, have a good, good night, everyone.